0: Yes, 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 all of the blessed people say amen. amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow, and we thank the Lord for it. By the way, one of the biggest blessings we have is a Bible. Amen. And I'm glad that 13 people agree with me. <laughs> one of the biggest blessings we have is a Bible, amen. God's holy word. What a blessing to read it, do you? And to study it, do you? And to meditate on it, do you? Say, well, church is over, I got somewhere to go. Church is over, but you don't have to quit thinking about the Bible. Do you memorize it? Do you? Now, listen, if you read it, study it, memorize it, meditate on it, you got a better chance at living it. Do you? And I trust that God will help us to not waste this mon- wonderful blessing of God. Haggai is where we are in the Word of God. The book of Haggai. Go there with me as we take our Bibles, gleaning from God's holy Word. Had the music been good this morning, Amen. and it's always good. That's a blessing. Every once in a while, y'all tell somebody you were blessed by their music. Amen. To make you appreciate all that God gives. Now, talk to me. Now, we've been speaking the last several weeks about the subject. Say it with me. Your ways. Say it again. Consider your, ways. Consider your ways. They are found in verse number five. Consider your ways. Verse number seven, consider your ways. Verse number 18 of chapter two, consider, 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 consider now. Last statement in the verse, consider it. How many of you know we've got a lot to think about as believers? Let me give you a few verses to stir up your mind today. Consider your ways. Look at verse number 12. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest with all the remnant of the people. Next word. Talk to me. Say it again. All right, they did something about it. The voice of the Lord their God and the words of Haggai, the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent him. What makes a good preacher? A good preacher is one whose words match God's words. Next statement, and the people did what? Before the Lord. And they got busy. Consider your ways, consider your ways, consider your ways. They did, they got busy. Then spake Haggai, the Lord's messenger, in the Lord's message unto the people, saying, I like this. Verse 13, say it with me, I am with you. Say it again. I am with, one more time, I am with you. Woo. Saith the Lord. Everybody see that? Verse 14. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, the spirit of Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. <laughs> Get it again. Verse 14. And they what? Came and what? Did work. Where? Wasn't that they weren't doing work. They just weren't doing work at the right place. Everybody's working somewhere. we trying to find out who's working for Jesus came and did work in the house of the Lord their God and the 4th and 20th day of the 6th month in the 2nd year of Darius the king. Let the church say amen. amen. Father, add thy blessing to the reading of your word. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, and fill me with your spirit. Help us now, I pray. Use the word of God and save any soul that's lost. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Say it with me one more time. Consider your ways. Say it again. Consider your ways. Now, here's the desire to get us thinking. Give us that definition again of consider so that we can remember exactly what it means to consider your ways. There it is. To think about carefully, especially with regard to take action. So God is saying, look here. I delivered you. I redeemed you. I saved you. I brought you out of Babylon. I brought you back home. I brought you to a place where you can worship and you're not worshiping. I brought you to a place where you can work and you're not working. I brought you to a place where you can win and you're not winning. Listen to me, beloved. Look here, look here. Look at the pastor this morning. It makes no sense for Christian people to be in a place where they can work, where they can worship, where they can walk, where they can witness, where they can win, where they can win, and they're not working, not witnessing, not working, not walking, and not, win. listen to me. It's one thing to be lost and you can't win. It's another thing to be saved and can win and not win. Listen, if I can win, I'm trying to win. And so this is what he's got them thinking about. Think about what you're doing based on what I've done for you. Consider your way step by step. We've worked through this lesson in the Word of God. In order to consider your ways, you must, first of all, acknowledge the problem. You must understand that the temple not being built in Jerusalem is a problem. Ladies and gentlemen, you must understand if you're not doing what God has called you to do, it's a problem. Everybody say, it's a problem. Listen, if I'm saved not living for God, it's a problem. If I'm a Christian and God's not number one, it's a problem. If I'm saved and I'm not reading my Bible every day, it's a problem. If I'm a child of God with access to heaven, and i'm not praying it's a problem if i'm earning increase and i'm not giving god what's his it's a problem if i'm living in this world and i'm not telling people about jesus the best thing ever happened to me it's a problem If i got a talent and i'm not using it for the lord it's a problem ladies and gentlemen you can have a problem all day long but the problem ain't gonna get fixed if you won't acknowledge it secondly you must adjust your priorities Adjust your priorities. You have to change some things you're doing. To fix the problem, you got to change your priorities. Listen to me. You got the problem from bad priorities, so you're going to fix the problem by good priorities. How many of you in the building today would readily raise your hand and say, there are problems in my life that are simply the result of bad priorities? Raise your hand. Listen to me. They can be simple problems like lateness or health or or, or bad habits, or getting bad grades, or, or, or whatever. Listen, you're not going to get the problem taken care of unless you adjust your priorities. I hope, I hope the people of God have been making intentional decisions about priorities in our lives so that we don't have the same problem. Listen to me. We're getting. We've just entered a new month in 2023. What month is this? Talk to me. September. Listen to me. What month of what number month of this is of the, of the year? Nine. That means we've already had eight months. Listen to me now. How many of you, nine months into the year? As a human being, saved by the grace of God, headed to heaven with the Bible in your lap, the Holy Ghost inside of you, the blood of Jesus washed your sins away, how many of you would say today, as saved as I am today, I still got problems? Put your hand up, all right? We still got problems. Listen, I'm not here to tell you you shouldn't have problems, but I am here to tell you when it comes to how you live for God, you should not have problems in September that you had in January. I'm not talking about trials and truth. I'm talking about actions when it comes to living for God. If I was lying in January, I shouldn't still be lying in September. If I was cheating in January, I shouldn't still be cheating in September. If I was cussing in January, I shouldn't still be cussing. Yeah, but it's a hard world. It's a crazy life. This flesh doesn't have nothing good in it. Yeah, but the Spirit don't have nothing bad in it. So If if I'm still doing what I was doing in January and God lives inside of me, I have not adjusted my priorities to fix the problem. God gives the power, but he does not change your priorities. But seek ye, come on now, but seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. This is how the flesh thinks. I got to take care of me, and then if I get all of me taken care of, I'll take care of God. That's not the way the Bible works. God said, you take care of him, and he'll take care of you. Now, if I don't acknowledge the problem, and if I don't adjust my priorities, then thirdly, here's what happens. I've got to accept God's punishment. Now, listen, this is not a multiple choice answer right here. You can't live in sin and bypass punishment. No, I need everybody to get that. You can't live in sin and bypass punishment. Now listen, you can live in sin and get right. But you can't refuse to get right and bypass punishment. Put very quickly, just one right after the other. What those punishments look like if we don't listen, little productivity. I'm not gonna get anywhere in life. Listen to me. I'm bringing stuff in, but I bring it into a bag with holes. I'm lacking progress. I'm not only gaining, not gaining anything. I ain't going anywhere. Then I lose my priority. Watch it. Look how bad it gets when you don't serve God. You ain't gaining nothing, and you ain't going nowhere. And what you did have, you lose that too. Somebody help me preach. Listen, when I'm not right with God, I'm not gaining. When I'm not right with God, I'm not going. And when I'm not right with God, I'm losing what I gained and what. I went, listen to me, it's bad enough not to get anything, it's worse not to go anywhere it's even worse to lose what you had in the first place, I can't progress and I lost what I prospered in the first, listen to me what takes you 20 years to gain can take you 20 seconds to lose you can fall out with friends and family and everybody else on planet Earth, but you don't want to fall out with God and it's a wonder, wonder why I, I, we, a lot of us look like, look like Fred Flintstone trying to take off in that car we just peddling feet ain't going nowhere. And I'll tell you why. We're not working with the right engine. And so we, we have a laughable presentation. We offer God something that He blows off. I don't want this. Malachi says, You have in your possession. A lamb that's nice, but you, you give me one with a broken leg. You give me one that's be, you, You've got something good, and you give me less than your best. He said, am I not a worthy king? Don't I deserve your best? I'd just like you to respond to amen if you agree with this. God deserves our best. Amen. Now, here's the question. Each of us introspectively has to evaluate ourselves. He deserves it, but is he getting it? Is God getting the best out of me? Some people don't have the best for God. They've given, it, they've given too much of it to their jobs, too much of it to themselves, too much of to it to their hobbies, too much of it to sports, too much of it to politics. God does not expect us to quit doing everything else if we serve him, but he expects to be the equalizer. He expects to be the foundation. He expects to be the catalyst. Listen to me. You can't be good at anything spiritually if you're not first right with God. Now, today... I want us to look at if we do actually consider our ways. Now, if you adjust your priorities based on acknowledging the problem, then instead of accepting God's punishment, which, by the way, you've already had to do if you're not doing right, but aren't you glad that God's a forgiving God? I just want to pause right there and say that again. Aren't you glad he's a forgiving God? The, the Bible says he's ready to forgive. Somebody say amen to, He's ready to forgive, plenteous in mercy. Aren't you glad that he not only forgives, but he's ready to forgive? How many of you know somebody right now in your life, you only have to think hard, who is not ready to forgive? How many of you know people who are not ready to say sorry? Aren't you glad God's ready to forgive, amen? If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That means I can sit here in Crossroads Baptist Church at 12 11 p.m. on September the 3rd to uh, 2023. It is the 3rd, right? Amen. 2023 and right now I can bow my head to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Listen to me. You can't get into the White House today. You can't go see your favorite celebrity today. You can't sit down with the best player that's ever played basketball today. But aren't you glad sitting in this room today you can get in to heaven and ask the king of kings and the lord of lords who's never sinned who's never failed who, who never changes who has no variableness in, in, in him you can ask God to forgive you and the moment you ask him he will and if I decide that I'm going to do right I'm going to consider my way I'm going to get busy Instead of living a life indicative of accepting God's punishment, here's what we can do. We can live a life indicative of activating God's participation. Now, just a moment. You lose your credit card, right? Raise your hand if you ever lost your credit card. All right? It's frustrating. Nowadays, most of the time when you lose a credit card... You're less worried about somebody using it because you can quickly shut it down. It's the pain of going through getting another one, changing numbers, updating automatic payments, waiting for it to come. All these things that go along with losing a card. But you eventually you get a new one in the mail, a credit card, a debit card, or something, and when you get it in the mail, it comes in an envelope, and when you open the envelope, the first thing that they tell you to do with that credit card is to what? activated. Now watch this now, watch this now. It can be approved. Hear me now. It can have your name on it. Hear me now. It can have an expiration date that has not happened yet. Listen, you can have paid your bills. You can have money available. You can have a good credit report. You can walk in the store and actually be able to afford what you buy, but until you activate the card, it's not going to work. Now listen to me. How many of you are glad that you can live a Christian life where if you do what God says, you can actually take the most powerful force on all of earth living in heaven and activate his participation in your life listen to me I'm glad today that I can do something for God and God can be involved in it now listen God will only get in on what you're doing when you get in on what he's doing Here's the insulting notion of the believer today. God, I ain't working for you, but I expect you to work for me. Watch your tone. I did not hurt myself while on your clock, God, but I would like you to pay for my injuries, huh? Now, now you clock in to work tomorrow, right? And while you're at work, you decide you're going to run over to uh, Golf when you're supposed to be working and hit some golf balls and order some of them Asian wings. They're good. Tater tots with aioli sauce. And while you're there hitting golf balls when you should be at work, somebody else hits a golf ball that busts you upside the head. Now, you're going to go into HR department tomorrow morning and say, I need you to pay for my headache because I got hit by a golf ball. And HR says, well, where in the world did you get hit by a golf ball? I was at top. Listen, don't expect a job to pay for your headache when you hurt your head doing something you weren't supposed to listen to. I wonder how many Christians calling out to God, "Help, help me, God, get me out of my problems when you got into your problems working for somebody else instead of God. So how do we activate God's participation? Let's look at a couple and then you can start your holiday. You know the best thing about Labor Day? No labor. (laughs) Praise His holy name. How do we activate God's participation? Number one, able performance. Able performance. Everybody look here with me just a moment. I want us all to understand this. Want to be no confusion about how I get God in on my Christian experience. Able performance. Here's what I mean by this. If I want God to bless me as his child, I gotta do what I'm able to do. Anybody listening? Did anybody hear me? Do what I'm able to do. Now remember, they were talking about building the what? building the temple, the house of God. Now look at verse number eight in the text. We're talking about able performance. Look at this verse. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. Here's what God's saying. The the temple needs to be built. And the temple needs to be constructed out of wood. So what I want you to do is go up to the mountain, Chop down some trees, get some wood. And build the house. So here's the message to every believer sitting in this building on this day of November 2023. God does not expect you to leave Crossroads Baptist Church today. Go down to I 95. Stand in the middle of it while a Mack truck's coming. Stretch your arms out. Let the truck hit you and get up after it hits you and say, "In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, Mack truck." Listen to me. That's not being spiritual. That's being stupid. Listen. You're not able to do that. God doesn't expect you to do what you can't do, but God doesn't excuse you from not doing what you can. And so when he says to you, listen, not every believer can sing. Not every believer can teach. Not every believer can be a missionary. Not every believer can preach. Not every believer can do what every other believer can do. But you know what you can do this morning? You can do what you're able to do. And every single believer can chop down some wood and build a house. Listen, I'm just going to break it down to you very simple. Let's be elementary this morning. Not everybody in this building can preach, but everybody in this building can read your Bible. Listen, not every in this building can go to the mission field, but everybody in this building can pray. Not every person in this building can give extravagantly, but everybody can tithe. Here's what tithing is. 10% out of 100%. Now listen to me. You can't tithe if you don't make anything, but everybody that makes something can tithe. Here is the problem that happened in Israel. It was not that they needed superstars to save the day. They didn't need superstars to have a big game they needed every player to have his best game and ladies and gentlemen in order for revival for the work of God to go on Crossroads Baptist Church doesn't need six families to be superstars or 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 one deacon here and one preacher here and one great soul winner listen to me that's not how the work of God goes on we need every single person to have your best game if all you can do is go out there and foul somebody five times foul out amen But for heaven's sake, nobody should be sitting on the bench and doing nothing when God has enabled you to do so. Thank God for the seasoned saints here at Crossroads Baptist Church who may not be physically able to go up and down steps and knock on somebody's door, may not be physically able to do some of the things, but thank God for saints of God that will say, I can't go, but I can sit in my chair and I can call the name of Jesus and pray that God would do a work through this church. Listen to me. Here's what Haggai is saying to the people of God. We got a work to do. We got a job to do. And here's what Christians say sometimes. Well, I'm not that good. I'm not that great. I'm not as talented as someone else. They don't really need me. They won't miss me my work. Listen to me. God doesn't bless when big people do big things. God blesses when people do something. Able performance. And then I'll close with this. Adequate power. If you go to the mountain, build a house. Do what you do. Then what will God do? God will bless. Look at the text here. Chapter number two, if you would. Verses six and seven. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will what? Come on now. I said I will what? shake the heavens and the and the and and I will shake what and the the what all nations come and I will what fill this house with glory, save the Lord of hope. Could I tell you something? The same God that shuts the rain down is the same God that can shake the heavens and send rain. How many of you glad today that God's got the power? Now listen to me. Here is the blessing for the child of God. When I decide to do right as a man, right as a woman, right as a boy, right as a girl, God says, I've got the power. I've got the power. We're living in a day and age that wants to catalog and characterize the world is bad. And the Christian life is hard because there's so much foolishness. And the people that are in charge, in power, they won't do right. And and the devil's sitting on the throne. And there's wickedness. And there's violence. And there's immorality. And there's sin. And there's hatred. And there's racism. And there's degradation. And there's segregation. And there's isolation. and There's there's all this mess going on in the world. And you just can't expect to be a successful Christian in this crazy world. Because the world is full of so much food. And the devil is so strong. And he's so crafty. And he's messing with the kids. He's messing with the mind. And he's got the education system. And he's in the money and he's into politics but let me tell you something as big as the devil is he's not bigger than God and I've got to believe today that if I'll do right I'll honor God I'll live for God I'll take this Bible and as best as I know how through the power of the Holy Ghost I'll live the Bible out I'll take what I learn and I'll live it I'll take the principles I'm exposed to and I'll live them I'll take what I'm taught and I'll do it I'll sit in church listen to me I told my class this morning we got a whole lot of Christians mark their Bible but the problem is not that your Bible's not marked the problem is that Bible's not marking you. You can't just take notes. nothing wrong with taking notes but you have to take the notes and live them. You're teenagers in the building. You're gonna have to learn this at an early age. If I want God's blessing in my life, I've got to obey the Bible. I've got, listen, we don't expect all of you to go to Bible college. We don't expect all of you to be preachers, all of you to be missionaries, all of you deep, but listen to me. We expect all of you to do what you're able to do. We need churches like that. 2023, if I say, God, I do what I can. I do what I can. By the way, I talked, I said last week, some of these these parents were, and they said, preach, pastor. Listen to me. You can't expect God to bless you if you're not right with your authority. Look how spiritual you are. You're You're not spiritual as a child when you're not right with your parents. And you can't be a good Christian and influence the lost people on your job when you're not right with your boss. May God help us in these last days to determine, God, I need your participation. I need your participation. In my opinion, I don't know if it's the saddest, It's got to be one of the saddest verses in the Bible. Here it is. It's when a crazy, I'm talking about crazy strong, not crazy in a bad way, I'm talking about insanely strong man who who defeated like a thousand people with a donkey's jawbone, who got tied up and bust out of it and, and whooped a bunch of people I'm talking about insanely strong because of God's power. But God gave them qualifications. Don't cut your hair. Somebody say, well, why God put the power in his hair? The power wasn't in his hair. The power was in obedience. So don't go make a, don't go make a message on long hair. I'm going to try it by myself and see what happens to me. Now, the, the issue was not the length of his hair. The issue was God told him to do something. He didn't, listen, he didn't lose. He didn't start losing strength because his hair was short. He started losing strength because he disobeyed God. Now, here's the thing. When you disobey God, problems don't stop. You just lose the power to deal with them. So, he tells the of the secret. This ain't the message, but I'm throwing it in there. One of the things the people of God need to learn is to stop talking too much, huh? Quit telling your business. Quit spreading everybody else's. Did I, did I tell you last week that sin makes you stupid? No, I this is stupid. She said, tell me your secret, tell me your secret. He makes up the secret that's not true. And then when he tells her a false secret, she clearly tries to set him up to get destroyed, right? And it doesn't work. And then she comes back again and says, tell me your secret, and he tells her another secret that's not true. And clearly she wants to destroy him. And then, listen, then finally he tells a woman his secret who had already made it clear. She was trying to just look at me, look at me now. Some of you are doing some stupid things. And it's not because you didn't make good grades. It's because you're insane. It will make you do stuff that doesn't make sense. You know the woman trying to hurt you. I mean, even a dummy knows. Don't tell her your secret. Sin makes smart people dumb. And then he tells her. She cuts his hair. And then she says, like she'd said a hundred times. In his mind, at least it felt that way. Samson, Samson, the Philistines upon thee. The Philistines be upon thee. And the Bible said, He rose up like he did before. Here's the sad statement. And he wished not that the Lord had departed from it. He tried to jump up and do what he'd been doing for so long, but he tried to do it and didn't know that God was gone. That's why we better consider our ways. Because there are problems on the horizon in our lives that we have zero capability of confronting. You know what we're going to do? We're going to jump up and go, I've been singing, I've been teaching, I've been coming, I've been reading, I've been quoting, I've been giving, I've been ushering, I've been deaconing, I've been doing all these things, and I'm going to jump up and I'm going to whoop the devil like I've been whooping him all these years. But the problem is, you don't realize God's gone. I don't want to get there. Hey, listen, I ain't preaching at you. I'm preaching to all of us. Hey, nobody... In this day and age, it's probably more susceptible to routinism and mechanical Christianity than preachers. We've been preaching so long, all we got to do is just pull out something, make, throw a few jokes in there, tell a few illustrations, get you laughing, fill up the crowd and, and look like we did something and not actually be reading the Bible. I know men of God who preach on Bible study don't read the Bible. I've preached with guys that preach on tithing and don't tithe. If we don't align our lives with the word of God. We're going to get up and one day it's going to be something serious and we're going to jump up and go, I'll whoop you like I did before. One little asterisk. You didn't know. God departed. All over the building today set your ways here's the takeaway from the message today do what you can do what you can what you're able to do do what you're able to do and God's power will channel through you our Lord and our God help us oh God help us heads bowed eyes closed no one looking around pastor I'm saved I know it I know I'm saved I'm going to heaven I know it I know it I know I'm going to heaven. I have Bible reasons to prove it. If you know that, would you raise your hand? I'm saved all over the building. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. I know it. I know it. I know it. Put your hands down. Now, Pastor, God has spoken to me. I'm saved. Sure enough, God did the saving, and that means it's good. It's not only good. It's for good. I'm saved for good. But, Pastor, there are areas of my life where God has spoken to me that I am able to do better able. I can go up the mountain and get wood. I I, I can be a better, fill in the blank. I I can do more, fill in the blank. I I, I am able. I need God's power in my life, but I can't wait on God. God's waiting on me. God has spoken to me about some area of my life. You don't tell me what it is, but if you just want to admit, Pastor, God's dealt with me. I can do better. I'm able in some area. Would you raise your hand all over the building? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. God bless you. From the right to the left, front to the back. God bless you. All the way in the balcony. God bless you. Now, here's my question. What are you going to do about it? See, God can survive without us, but we can't survive without him. Just a moment. Pastor Mike's going to play. We'll give you an opportunity to, to respond. You can come forward to the altar. You pray in your seat. I, I would suggest if you're able, watch this. Time we're talking about able. If you're able to come forward, you, you should if you can I'm not upset if you don't do anything. It's you and God. I, I'm just saying I do what you can. Last question. Pastor, I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven, but I don't want to go to hell. Please pray for me. I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven, but I'm sure I do not want to go to hell. Please pray for me. Would you let me pray for you all over the building? God bless your hand, sir. Someone else. I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven, but I'm sure I don't want to go to hell. Would you pray for me, Pastor? I'll not call your name out. from Some of you, I don't know your name. I'll not embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. I'm not sure, but I'm sure I don't want to go to hell. Anybody else would put your hand up. Pray for me. Pray for me. Yes, and God bless you. Now listen to me. In just a moment, others are going to come forward to pray. If you'll come forward and you're not sure you're going to heaven, listen, I'll have a man, if you're a man, a woman, if you're a woman, take a Bible and show you how you can leave here. I'm not talking about joining the church if you don't join. That's, that's between you and God. I'm talking about leave here knowing you're going to heaven. And that's important. It's important to know you go to heaven because you certainly don't know when you're going to die. If you'll come, we'll help you today. We'll help. You're not able to save yourself, but you're able to come and let somebody show you how God can save you. That's within your power. Yes, it is. If you're physically able to stand, would you stand all over the building? Father, bless this invitation. Move like only you can. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If God spoke to your heart and you want to use the altar this morning. Why don't you come? Yes. Yes. Find the Lord. Yes. And if you need to pray in your seat, why don't you sit where you are and kneel and pray like many are doing. Now listen to me. If you're here today and you're not sure you're going to heaven, would you come and let us help you? Would you come? If you're not sure you, if you died today, you'd go to heaven. Would you step out and let us take a Bible and show you? We'd love to help you. I'm talking about heaven and hell. Abel performed. Somebody show you. But you've got, you've got to take that step and be willing to do it. If you're a little bit nervous, you turn to the person beside you and say, Will you walk with me? Or will you direct me to someone that can help me? Because hell is as real as heaven. Thank you for the time in your house. Now I pray we've been helped. Now what are we going to do with it? Hands went up all over the building. The majority of people put their hands up and say, there's areas of my life, there are areas of my life where I need to do better. I admit I can do better. I'm able to do better. Now here's the question. When is the breaking point to say not just I can, but I will? I will. I pray that point starts in hearts today. Please, God. You're not ordering us to do what's not good for us. You're ordering us to do what's best for us.